0: Previously on the Hot and Cold podcast. I can hear myself think, man. (laughs) I think I was probably hustling. I really think that they should go back to the powder blue unis full time. I love the powder blue unis. They're so stinking cool. Aggie, huh? Whoop! Three, (laughs) two, one. David Baker, thanks for coming on, man. You bet um let's immediately I wanted to for the first 15 second viewers that watch and click off now they got your fifteen seconds you you make pins now right you make it's
1: just a hobby yeah, cause yeah. There's, there's no money in it because by the time as much time as I put into them right. You know, it, 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 I'm losing money. You know, but but and like it, a it, custom it, pen, and these are custom. You know, in fact, I brought you one. Oh, dude, come on! I did this. <laughs> it, you know, you I know you had, you've got a brother that's in the military and stuff. Now, yeah, I don't yeah. know what he was in. But now, this particular one, I brought you, is, is very special. This one is a navy. You know, and so wow. and it's and it's really cool because the the wood is a blue. Uh, maple that's been pressure treated with a with a blue dye, so it, it's 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 down. and it looks like waves in the ocean and stuff. That is so and cool, so, man! No, I'm that is amazing. So, and so I make all kinds. And so David's on Facebook. Yeah, David's Pins and Wood. Okay, and and so you can go in there and then you click on the photos, and and you look and you can see. All different kinds of pins, whether it be like some are a click pin, some of them are like bolt-action thirty caliber. Man, it's been in my truck oh for yeah, a while. There, there so the, These pens. are really good quality, uh, you, and, and you can change them out. They're, they're Parker refills and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're really good quality pins. I have some that are... Um, that's, that's got some weight to it oh yes in fact there was the one design. bolt action I, I sold a guy he goes yeah you can use this to kill somebody <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah you know. or hunt right and uh, so i have some that are bolt action uh they have deer heads on them and deer antlers and, what's a bolt action pin uh well if you go to the facebook you can You'll see, see it. it you can see it it's a bolt it has a uh, it's a 30 caliber pin bolt has a uh on the very tip of it like a like a bullet yeah. thirty caliber. Yeah. And then on the side, it's a little bolt actually like a gun. You're kidding me. It looks like a gun. That's yeah. the part you click <laughs> goes into David's pins and more. No pins
0: and wood. Let David me a, pins David's and wood. David's, David's pins and wood. Yeah. I'll make sure. David's
1: pins and wood. In fact, here's your little card and you Perfect. can put that
0: on there. I'm going to put that
1: on the, when I edit the video. Okay. Um, so I guess I had to... Uh... And shav- I make shaving equipment as well. The old-fashioned, you know, like uh, the safety razors or oh, wow. the new Gillette Mach 5, but also the little uh, Wolverine tail okay. uh, brushes and along with the stand and everything. So when different kind of exotic woods, whether it be from uh, uh, olive wood, from over, in, over in, in the Holy Lands... No way. Or, yeah, I, guess I have the authenticity... Authentic yeah. um uh, presentation pieces of, of that show it's authentic that show it's authentic. Yeah. And uh, or from oak to black walnut, yeah, zebra wood, just all kinds of crazy woods that I have. What can, what got you into that, man? I got I mean I've been doing woodwork since high around. school. Okay. I mean I took two years of wood shop, I built clocks and yeah different stuff
0: you know i was in the era for probably 20 30 years where wood shop wasn't a thing i think it's back now they have uh, a type of woodwork um, in the high schools now but we didn't that would that would have been cool um I, I buy saws now that uh, i try to work with and do things with but it's all new to me
1: um, yeah. i kind of wish i could have had that in high school well uh, i've got a full wood shop at home where i've got i mean the band saws the yeah, radial arm saws, table saws, planers, jointers—all all the way. The car's outside and yeah, be making a it.
0: noise. I can hear it. They'll cut that off. Uh, okay, so let's jump into this, man. Um, the first thing I—I I saw it, and then I realized you've always had that. You have the, the Aggie shirt on. Well, and and I and, and, and then I flash back and remember as long as I've known you, you've you've worn and, and supported Aggie.
1: Well, and that's because I have five kids. That have all gone down there and gone to Aggie Land and they married Aggies, Aggies as well. Now, say five, you're only aware of four. I was about I to say I remarried and she and okay. so he has nothing. gone down there. Okay. And uh, she and we didn't have, she had one. Yeah. And so you're aware of Zach, Nick, Brian, and Deanna, the yeah. twins. Yeah. And so, yes, all and of them went to AM wow. and they all married Aggies. Wow. And so, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of them. Surrounded. And so we have ten grandkids, yeah. and so then we have great Christmas and Thanksgiving parties and all that kind of stuff.
0: Um, they, so my brother was an Aggie. Yes, and I, I've told the story a few times. You know, growing up it's UT, I mean, they're just that's just what it is. UT Longhorns. I, I mean, it's the more popular thing, I guess. And from dad, whose standpoint, well, and it's I, your house, you mean? I, I, it was just a, <laughs> well, dad didn't go to UT. It was just the University of Texas. That's uh, as much as you can explain it, and then after the sports excitement kind of died out, and Clay went to A and M, and I'm going, I think I'm a bigger A and M fan than, than than UT. And sure enough, I mean I've always most of, the, I'm going to say most of the solid good people I know are A and M graduates, um, mm-hmm. and it's that's a common thing amongst amongst them, and well, even now working with kids uh some of them that commit to go to a and m they're some of the brightest smartest kids i've met well
1: if you you don't know them then you would just wind up calling them boss boss (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: a story i've heard anyway i i I could agree with that and that's that's and if i look at the ones a lot of them are boss
1: and so uh very common well they have very good alumni they support each other and uh they have it's a that's part we're, of it, right? The the alumni,
0: um, you call a soror or, or fraternity type, but that brotherhood almost. Yeah. I mean, if you, I, it's as big as UT. Do you know? I mean, what's the size of? Oh, it's. I don't know the numbers, numbers. now. I mean, yeah. you look
1: it up. It's the the campuses. One million. The campuses are huge. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've been down there before. It's a whole city. You know, but it's huge. They've you know you have got what was and then they got the tracks, they've gone yep. over into another area and then they've gone over I mean, A and M is now AM Qatar. You know, uh, Zach went over there and helped them set up A M Qatar. No way. And so he was that. over there for three years while they were building the university and he helped set up some of the infrastructure as a
0: student or as a higher business as a higher consultant
1: no way to go over there and help do the infrastructure and the computer systems he worked over there and so it was kind of kind of cool very
0: awesome um i just so excited every time i see that shirt now it's funny how that was not a thing before i don't know why that transisted i guess just I have no affiliation to UT, but I do have affiliation to A um, and M. And while ago, uh, you're on the phone with our buddy James Kane. You're talking about coaching, and I start. I tried to link it up. I know you coach, but I can't. I can't pinpoint it. So what? Tell me, uh, like, how you link that? I know you.
1: Well. Because okay. Kane had had okay, so, the Thunderbolts, and that was my brother's age in them. Well, and I and I coached him as well. So, you know, I and I, to be honest with you, I don't remember all the names because sure, I coached yeah. so many years. Yeah. You know, I I I played baseball and football all the way through high school. Yeah. And 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 did very well. In fact, I tried out for the White Sox. Really? Yeah. And uh, and so. But I got married and had kids instead. So, yeah. you know, I kinda of went down that path and thinking with the wrong head. But anyway, life happens. Yeah. And and so when I and so about the same time went off and, and I, I when you know, when I was twenty nine, I had my accident right before I turned thirty. So at that point in time I you know, my boys were uh, in, in playing softball. Or baseball rather. And I was playing softball and racquetball oh, and all yeah. those other things. And but I was coaching my kids. And at that same time, uh James Kane was coaching his kids yeah. and Jay Strickland was coaching wow. his. Yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. know, that mine were you know, we were all playing the same state same time. We had uh, uh soapbox derby going on. No I mean my kids were in just about everything. You can imagine. So I did uh so I feel like I was with soccer for a, for a
0: while and then about second or third grade I basically gave it up to start playing basketball. Okay. My parents put me in T-ball for one year but for the, after the first game I was in the stands talking with the parents and they're like looking for me every time it was my turn to bat, you know. They're like this one's not going to work out for T-ball. <laughs> and so uh I would, I, I remember Your kids being a part of it. I remember you being around, and I was trying to see if maybe there was a specific deal, but it was just always,
1: I mean, think of, so. so Well, I coached for about 10 or 12 years, I think 10, 11, or 12 years. Yeah. And so in 1989 is when I got electrocuted. 89? 89. God, I was seven. August of 89. Wow. And so uh, when I got electrocuted, my kids were kind of like, you know, what's going to happen here? Yeah. And so um, they were, of course, I was kind of wondering that myself because yeah. here I was a, a very good athlete, a person that was involved, everything. Yeah. And, you know, I came back, I was very kind of depressed of here So here So I let am, me, you know.
0: Let me introduce that if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I have since seen the Rescue 911 clip. You know, like I, I think one time I actually just, as an adult, investigated just to kind of know um, but 1989 four kids twins you're cruising on a road trip with a family um, as a good Christian leader I'm gonna I think that's important to say and that's how I know you through church more more than any anywhere else uh, your kids were all similar age but I saw you guys interacting with you guys because of church, but um, I'll say as a Christian leader, you decide to pull over and help a stranded motorist or accident. Maybe it happened, right? And in that process, um, got touched up by uh, a nope uh, electrical wire, right? It changed your life completely. Correct. Wow.
1: Wow. Right. In fact, you can still find that on on YouTube. YouTube if you Rescue search 91. for Rescue Nine One One episode. One, 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 double electrocution. So it, Yeah, I'll know. definitely
0: uh probably put a link on that. I can probably look yeah. a link on that.
1: And so if you search for that, you can find it. And there will be a part one and a part two.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: it was actually a pretty long series. So anyway, during that, I wound up after I'd rescued one, stabilized one gentleman, I went to help <laughs> out in another one. What made you decide to jump out and well, help? There's nobody else there. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I was raised, Yeah. you do. Well,
0: you keep driving yeah. down an in- endless road yeah. while they're in the back. Right, yeah.
1: Right. So, I, you know, what happened is I saw the people hurt and everything. I'd passed a call box about a mile back, went back, called 911, and I was trained in first aid and CPR. Oh, good. And and the reason I was trained is because my kids at the YMCA wanted to swim and do all their kind of stuff, and there wasn't always a lifeguard. Wow. So wow. they said, well, if you were trained – your, you know, your kids could swim. Okay, what does a dad do? Absolutely, get trained. And so, I went back and 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 stabilized one and went to work on the next one. So you
0: had the um, whereabouts to go back, call nine one one, and then go help. Right. That's so cool. I, I don't blame anybody for just jumping out of the car and helping, but to actually say it's going to be far superior to go call nine one one. Remember, this is an eighty nine. Right. I doubt you had a cell phone. Right. You might have had a beeper, but beepers don't dial out, right? right? Um, so you go back, stabilize. You're helping it, out, right?
1: And there was, you know, there's a lot of moisture in the air, and you don't know, you know, this was a thirty, you know, this is thirty-four thousand five hundred volts of electricity. these are this <laughs> went into a, uh, I mean, forty-eight thousand five hundred. I'm sorry, this is going into a high. This is going into a naval air station. Okay. So this is high wow. voltage Whoa. going in here. And, it, and, it, and it, the tree is the upper part, and it broke that off, and it came down to the ground, but it didn't touch the ground. And so these are still live wires buzzing, hanging out here. And uh, and they were up high enough. That it should have been okay, but there was enough moisture in the air. The wind was blowing just right or whatever. Anyway, the, you know, apparently it swung down enough. I didn't touch them. I was you about to say to. how. You don't have to. It just came in enough that it arced. You know, and it arced in through the top of my cap and then went through my body into the ground. And so what happened is I've got a little, the hat I had on, had a little bitty, pin, you know, a hole about the end of the end of that pin yeah. in the top of it. And then, then my socks were just basically melted to my leg where wow. it came at that. So it basically traveled through my whole body. Jeez. And then they sent out some paramedics and stuff, and they got stuck in the mud on the way out. Oh, and, wait, and okay. So so then, you know, after the working on me, I was totally lost. You know, I thought I was going to, I didn't know what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, they're responding to an accident, by the way, not an electrical shock on the side of the road, right? right? So they're trying to get me off one of the wires, and get me up, you know, get me done and what fixed. They sent a helicopter out, and they got moved somewhere else. So they, but anyway, they took me to a little town called Fallon, which was about, oh, I think it was uh, 20 miles away. Yeah. And they said, ah, we can't do anything with him, blah, blah, blah. So they, then they took my fixed-wing aircraft to, to Reno, about 50 miles away. Because this was all about 70 miles away yeah. from Reno. Yeah. And so they took me to, to Reno. And there, I was there approximately five, mile, five days before I actually came back to Dallas. And I had a good friend named Gary Osada, Who's who now living in uh, I believe? Okay. And uh, anyway, he fronted the money. He's a guy I played softball with and everything else. Really good guy. Um, and he fronted the money up to get me back here. Uh, said no, we want we want him back here. The insurance company wanted to send me out to to San Francisco burn unit. Oh wow! And uh, because I had this big hole in my head and or burn and the burns on my leg. Yeah. And the doctor I'd had had passed away, so I was in between doctors. So they were like, "What do we do with this guy?" Yeah. And so we said, "We want him back." So some type of medical transport. From, yes. And yeah. so they took me by. It's a Learjet, basically. So they flew me by Learjet back here. Well, on that day, things just started going bad. I mean, okay. My body started shutting down, and I was basically became totally paralyzed from the neck down. And they, thought I, they really yeah. thought I was a goner. They really thought I was a goner. And that's the thing about when you get electrical shock is you, uh, it's like a microwave. You get burned from the inside out. You really can't see what all is going on. Yikes. And so my nerves were kind of damaged, and my large sheath was what covers the outside part of it. We were burned, and it's kind of like trying to call next door, but you're routed through China. So it really kind of messes you all up. So there it started there, and I was in the hospital for three months. And mainly for the rehab, and well, and the 13 surgeries kind of pieced me all back wow, together. Yeah. And I had a lot of cosmetic surgery on my head, debriding, getting all the dead stuff out. Yeah. I had to grind my head down to the bone. It was all big mess up there. And I had to grind it all down to what they call bleeding bone, Yeah. where the bone actually had good live tissue. And all the black stuff was gone. All no the dead way. stuff was gone. Yeah. I got a lot of gory pictures. at home, Yeah. You know, yeah. If you're interested. Nice but, little album. Yeah. So anyway, it went through all that process. All right, real fast is, so is, is your hair real? Oh, my hair is everything else. Oh, real. Well, if you cool. want to put your hand up, you can feel it. There's a big old dent. Lucky dog. And, uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can't say it for yourself. And <laughs> now once I, it's starting to go thin a little bit, and once it all gone, okay. I don't need any, any any costumes for Halloween. I, I you know, it looks like Frankenstein kind freak out of big dent. Nice. okay, okay. And uh, so in a big scar, but uh, luckily the Lord's given me enough hair to hang on. To hang so on, it's turned yeah. gray versus turning okay. loose, right? So, um, anyway, so I was there three months, had thirteen surgeries, piecing it all back together. But the biggest part was uh, trying to just I mean, I lost it all. My nerves were, I couldn't hold a glass. I couldn't sit up, couldn't roll over. Yeah. I had learned how to crawl and walk and sit up and do all this. Was and that because of um, atrophy or because of? Nerve damage. You know, it, nerve was damage. Nerve damage. it was nerve like damage. It was a head injury. Wow. And so it was a head injury. It's like people having spinal cord and head injuries. You see that uh, from the war or whatever, Yeah. it's the same thing, so.
0: How long did it take? Um, I guess there, maybe there's a step process. So, to where you were, did you go to a wheelchair well before you were walking? I guess what I'm getting at is there is there was there a? I mean, obviously at first you're still just
1: recovering. Period. Well, I mean the, the like the second or third day, I was walking around like everything was normal. Oh, and really? And then it all kind of went after. That's and, when it went down. And it went on the fifth day is like I'm paralyzed. I'm, you know I can't do anything. That's amazing. And then and then it took three and a half months in the hospital, and then a year and a half of rehab. Okay. I was on a cane. Yeah. So then on the cane, once I developed that, I was actually in good shape. Now I'm sixty one years old. Yeah. I just had my fourth back surgery in January. And so fourth back back surgery, I mean
0: recently. Yes. Or? Yeah. Yeah. This
1: last January. Yeah. And so where they fused my uh, joints in my lower back. And, and that's, um, fr- even though and it's the recently, reason, it's and the, fr- Right. And that's because, yes, because my gait is, is messed up. Yeah. And because of the electrical shock and everything, my, my backs, my muscles, uh, I'm considered an incomplete quad. Okay. I have, okay, you know how you, when you go to sleep on your arm, or your leg, and it gets tingly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's me from the neck down 24-7.
0: Really? Yeah. Half asleep. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's really
0: not fun. David, could you, if you wanted to, just be in a wheelchair all the time and not do anything? I mean, I, if you wanted to. I know you're... No, I, I mean, that's, that's not
1: me, but yes, that's what, if I didn't work hard, that's what I would be. That, And that's part of my point. I
0: mean, you... you and that's why I'm astonished by all this. I mean, you could just give up more Somebody, or less. And yeah, be right, a, right.
1: Somebody could give up and just be in a chair. Yeah. And right. do your but life that's, that right, way. Right. But that's not who I am. Okay. Yes, yeah. exactly. Wow. And so I worked hard. And so after a year and a half, I actually went back to work on a worker agency program back at bought And I was there for another 17 years. And wow, then I didn't know that. Very cool. And or another seven and a half, I'm sorry, seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. There are a total of seventeen years.
0: Yeah. So And late. then
1: and then I went to work for a couple different companies, about three or four years a piece. I wound up in the, the last job I worked for uh, nine years in Irving as an operations manager. Okay. Uh, and we rebuilt circuit breakers, that kind of stuff. But I ran I was an operations manager, like kinda of like a vice president, whatever you want to call it. And I really enjoyed that job. So, are you retired? Or are you still doing? I'm it? retired because yeah. my just the pain and all the stuff and sure. everything else. So, I'm retired at this point. Yeah. Um. So let's go back um to the decision
0: to not be in a wheelchair. Right. I mean, you. And this is what I admire about. It. I mean, you, your physical rehab is not just show up, do a few exercises, and I go home. Just
1: got through with this last rehab from this back surgery. Yeah. Uh, been doing it for and you were in a chair? nine months, basically, okay. and so I had the surgery in January and then started rehab three days a week at home. I started it and then after about a month or so, um, I went to TMI Sports. Love that place. And TMI Sports, over in Arlington. Yeah, okay. Part of them. It is. It's a great place. It's a place for athletes. I say athletes; they do a lot of stuff for the Rangers and the hockey teams, uh, and, and you know the, the sport, the athletic yeah. places. And so, if you're if you want to work your ear in off, and you want to see athletes work their ear end off, yeah. then it's a good place to go because they have basketball courts, they have an outdoor track, they have. It's it's a you know they'll do it with everyday people, but if for guys like me who are a yeah, that's a good point. I mean.
0: There's rehab to just your average Joe, but then athletes, their whole lives have been pushing themselves and trying to be better, and so we're hitting it hard at TMI. I mean, this is a good point.
1: Yeah, because you know, getting back is working out, and that was like my gym. You know, kind of yeah. going over there and going to TMI was was kind of my was was kind of like being my gym, going over there and working out, and so. Uh, that was really good for a guy who enjoys sports, who enjoys going out and doing all that kind of stuff. Was uh, really look forward to that every week. Uh, you know, because I am not the guy who wants to sit around and do nothing or be a TV slob butt or whatever else. Yeah, I mean, man. And so.
0: Uh, well, s- straight up, <laughs> that's how you die, <laughs> you know? You go watch TV all day. Uh, and, and, you know, they say, uh, I think it's some deal like if you retire at 65, you die by 67, like 80% of people. if you, But if you retire at 68, you live another 20 years. Or, I mean, there's like a statistic that's real. It's because people that retire as soon as they can, they're done with working with respect to anybody who's retiring early. They sit around and do nothing because that was their goal. Well, I've got hobbies and all kinds. Of, I mean, well,
1: I've got, I like a lot of work hard. I'm a guy that likes to work hard. Absolutely. And so. And it, that's a it's, general it's assumption. Not on that I don't want to work. It's just my body doesn't want work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so, you know, when I go over there to work out and I see other people work out, I have people come up to me all the time and say, man, I want you to work out. You're such an inspiration to, to go work watch yeah um, I'm proud of watching you work out and yeah. you, know, you inspire me <laughs> and I'm like well thank you and I was like okay well I'm glad I'm inspiring you but I'm not doing it for you know yeah oh yeah and, you know it's like and I, I enjoy working and working hard and doing all that and because it just makes me feel better but I also know that I'm if I don't I won't I just won't last yeah yeah you know so I push it the best I can wow you know and it was the same thing when I came home from the hospital it was it was like oh man you know, um, I'm laying there in bed. I'm, I'm thinking, God, why didn't you go and take me?
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it, man. I'm sorry. I don't get it, but I've had thoughts like that. You know what I mean? And so, uh,
1: when you're, a, you know, when you're a really good athlete, you're going, God, man, why did why did you just take me? And then and then, I had a a good coach friend of mine said, well, you got four kids.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seven uh, 89, I was seven years old. And so Zach and Nick, probably uh, eight and nine or 10, and then Brianna and Deanna, sorry. Dion and Brianna. Dion yeah. and Brianna. <laughs> <laughs> were a year younger than me, right? Yeah. So this is my age. And, and I can only imagine not having the, my father for the last 20, 30 years. And uh, so seven years old, golly, that's 30 years. And um, yep. that's why, <laughs> and not only um, you just simply being there, the inspiration you provided to them to be better people. Well, and they
1: didn't know that at the time, but yeah, oh sure, but sure. They're, they're, they didn't really care. They didn't know, you know, it didn't really matter whether you were in a wheelchair or not. You know, the, you know they just being there—that's all they wanted was dad.
0: Absolutely, um, but seeing and so your hard work, your perseverance. I, my one of my biggest memories of my father is him sitting at his desk. We had a long hallway in the room in the back, and anytime we walked by that hallway, looked down the desk. When he that was about the time he was going back to law school, right. and he was just sitting there reading. I mean, that was the right. majority of my time. I can look down that high hallway and seeing him reading. And anytime I think about succeeding or doing something more, I think about having to just sit down in silence and read a book. Right. Guess what? Those two link exactly. Right. It could have been something else that I linked up to right. you. And, and so that's why. You know what right. I mean? That Now they know they can have all kinds of excuses right. uh, to not excel. And even though,
1: you're right. And even though we don't always, even today, don't always agree on everything and don't always see oh, eye to eye on oh, everything, can imagine. and we still have our ups and downs yeah. as, as kids and, and fathers and parents do yeah you know it, it's one of those things but there's we have a lot and have had a lot of good times yeah you know and you're and you coach them and stuff but you know at that very moment it was like well that's the reasons you need to be there for them to yeah. make sure that you know and so forth and even uh, and so it's like okay well we can always turn to dad when we need something and when we want something and you're there to make sure that they go to church and that they're raised yeah. right. And they all, they all went to church. They all became Christians and their yeah. all the kids are going to be Christians. And so that made a, made a huge difference in their life. Yeah. And one of the things I was able to share that with, uh, while I was coaching baseball, I had a gentleman that was thinking about taking his life and I shared that with him and that made a difference, yeah. you know? And so he, he, you know, because it wasn't about him and what about his wife leaving him it was it was about him and his kids and that relationship, and so understanding that 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 made a difference in him and that what he had to think about it at yeah. that point in time, is that he needed to be there for his kids. You know, and so that made the difference. Um, I honestly, I
0: wrote my will today. Okay, and it's kind of crazy. I, I, it's not an official will, but I, I was looking for a property and it had all kinds of the lady didn't have a will and you had all kinds of things going on with this. And I thought, man, I have a few homes. I have a few assets. This needs to be straightened out. So I, w- I wrote it today and after writing, it, I'm like, I'm just telling everybody to do with all these things. What's my message to the world. And I, r- I wrote my will live for others. I mean, and I think that's what a lot of this comes back to right. when you're, yeah, yeah. We got to take care of ourselves. and you want to walk and you want to compete. and You want to be uh, in that element, but w- you were having that argument with yourself. Why didn't he just take me? And it's, it's for your kids, for everybody, for the, all the people around you. I find that powerful. Bob Marley is the hippie pot smoker, but his his deal says, live, uh, live for yourself, you'll live in vain, live for others, you'll live again, and I, and I love right. that. And, and so I, I like how you um, – I'm going to pause that because I want to ask one more thing about the rehab. When you work out – is this a very specific workout to what you need to be stronger and what you have hurt? Or are you just chest and arm, back and bicep, whatever, legs are?
1: Well, it's a multi bit of workout. Yeah. And so when I went to PT, I learned a specific workout that helped with my strengthening my uh, body core. Yeah. Went in my lower back. Because wow. that's, that's where I'm the weakest is my lower back. That's where it hit, and so uh, my core getting my core strengthened is is specific, and so it's that's actually can be done on the mat a mat type workout. Okay, and then I and, you ever do yoga? And then, well, part of it is kind of a stretchy thing, yep. but the other part is swimming. Oh, so wow. swimming yeah. actually. Uses a lot of different muscles and works on your breathing, and so I start off with swimming, and so I'll swim some laps, and you know, and so that's why I go to a certain time periods, so I get some laps in, yeah, and do that first. Wow, and then I'll move to to do some mat work, and in the mat work, I'll work on body core exercises. I'll start off with some stretching type yoga type stuff. Yeah. Some stretching. And then I'll do some core stuff. And then I'll move into weights. Weights. And I don't really do any free weights. Most of them are all mechanical weights. Yeah. And I'll do the mechanical weights and then I'll actually stand up and do some ball throws okay. into the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's for balance work. You know, and then I'll get on the at the end I'll finish up with just bicycle was trying to get some leg, leg work going on. And, uh, what, so it's about, about three hours, three hours.
0: I was going to ask,
1: wow, yeah, including the swimming. It's about three hours, beginning to end three hours and three times a week, three times a week. Well, yes, unless, unless Fridays, I play golf with my pastor. I did that this last I, week. Let's my go first time. Let's go there. It's my first time. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the reasons I had the back surgery is, uh, it had been six years Basically, since I would played golf, and, yeah. I, and I was my son, Sher- Cheryl's son, okay. Robert, wanted, wanted me to help him play golf, and and so and I hadn't been played it since because I'd been hurting so much. Yeah, and so I said, okay, let's go out. And said, Let me teach you how to get the basic swing to help you. and yeah. so I was teaching him how to how to swing the swing the ball and, and hit it, and 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 so he could. Like better golf, right? Or yeah. learn how to hit the golf ball at least anyway. How old is he? He well he's in college. He was yeah. in college at the time. Yeah. He's out of college now. He's in the marine or not the marines. He's in the in the navy. Oh, very cool. He's a nuclear submarine guy. So he's he put nuclear in front of anything. It's kind of impressive. <laughs> yes. So he's uh he's so he went and he graduated with way you call that? To, I don't know. Engineer grad. You uh, well, went to A&M. Yes. Honors. No, I don't know. It's the guys who... Corpsman? No. The, well, he was in the Corps. Oh, cool. He was in the Corps. Yeah. He's the only one in the Corps, but he... The, That's the true brainwashing. Yes. He drank Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. But he, he had to because he, he got the scholarship, and the part of it was being in the Corps. Okay. Uh, but the five-year degree where you have to... he's. What do you call those engineers? Uh, aerospace engineering. That's it. Aerospace engineering. That's what Clay did. And wow, so, yeah, very he, cool. Aerospace engineering. Well, and the problem is when you go into aerospace engineering, and you go down that path, he wanted to fly, oh. but he was too smart. So they make him go into a nuclear, become a nuclear yeah. sub guy. <laughs> you're too smart to fly.
0: <laughs> yes, you're. It's too like sp- is that a compliment or is that a- Yes, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good thing. And
1: so he's too smart to fly. You're gonna go be a nuclear sub guy. So, Clay, Clay puked too much. That's why he couldn't do it. Well, that wasn't the issue. He was yeah. too smart. He he made too good of grades. So anyway, so he's going down that path. Uh, but he wanted me to teach him to hit golf balls a little bit. Okay. So we were out there, and, and, and he was teaching, so then I was swinging some, <laughs> and out of one bucket of balls, I wound up on the ground four times. Really? With pain, in pain. Yeah. And uh, so...
0: It, it just... You,
1: and so that's why I had the back surgery. Okay. This last back surgery, because it was hurting so bad, and the nerves were hit were hitting, and it would actually take me all the way to the ground. How about that? And so when I went over there and I and I saw my doctor over at, at TMI, he's he's one of the doctors over there. Yeah. And he said, uh, "Well, uh, I think we figured it out, and it's the same surgery that Tiger Woods had. Huh. And so I said, "Great, we have it. I'll be able to hit as good as he does." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, so we had the surgery back in August, but then it didn't really go that well. And after three months, I was still there were still some problems going on. So we yeah. went back in and redid it in January. So. And this, after this, at three weeks, I was as good as I was at three months no in way. recovery. Yeah, No way. So it was a lot more successful. So the two... So, having said all that, the... Went out, so it's been six years, and I've played basically two, three and a half rounds yeah. of golf now. And this last Friday... Uh, cause usually I play with, I started playing on Thursday with some guys at church. Okay. And this last week I was playing with, uh, Bill Scar. Yeah. First Baptist church pastor. And, uh, had one of the best games I've played in a long time. Wow. And, uh, yes. It, it, it's funny. Now, when take, I did take, take plenty it, of pain pills, but. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: so shooting, um. Nine, uh, 18 holes of golf with your pastor, after six years of like pain and and suffering and and getting it fixed, got to feel pretty good. I imagine, right? It was great. It was yeah. a great day. It was, like the weather
1: you, was good. It was great. Go- I shot great golf. I'm not gonna shoot that
0: good of golf, but I'm finally. I think I'm getting to a point where I'm ready to start playing some golf. And so, um, you're kind of inspiring I guess me. We'll have to go play. Oh, my only deal is, uh, I think summer, I'm out. I think that's the thing. Too hot or what? Yeah, I'm just I'm good. Uh, and and you know it's not always the heat; it's the sun itself. I'm all about getting in the sun,
1: but when it's all day long, I just for four hours. Yeah, I can. Well, I can feel it. you know, Clay, cooking. And and I was that way before. Yeah, I, I never picked up a golf club before I got hurt. Okay, so I never played golf before because yeah. it was always too slow, too long, yeah. too hot, too <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know, I fished and I played other sports, but I never played golf before because it was always just, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so. Suddenly when you're halfway decent at it. When I can't do anything. Well, no, I couldn't do anything else. But golf, you know, and you don't have to run. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to have physically run or do other kind of things. Yeah. You know, I can, you know, I can barely walk. And so, but you know, that's about the only sports you can do where you stand there and use just your upper body. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have, you know, I can't twist my body because of all those back surgeries. Yeah. I can't do all that. And I have to take pain pills and to do what I do. Yeah. And it's, I can't do it all the time. So it's, but few,
0: few in between. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. Uh, which this, I think this is a good transition. Like, before I went back to it was you know, Bill Scar and First Baptist I got a lot I don't want uh, this this will be a, I don't want to get too far spread but one I'd like to know I know how influential how influential it is for me I'm very involved in my church I work with the youth okay That's I, great. I I link that back to when I was in the youth and I think of uh, Dennis Seely and Phil McLaughlin, yes, and Nick Watts of all people, you yep. know, and and how like Nick and Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I think about, uh, I think what started this for me. Obviously, I, I was lucky. I grew up in the church, but as an adult, was um, the spiritual leader. Correct. I'm my immediate my spiritual leader is um, a pastor, youth minister. And, and I thought, well, I'm never going to do it, be a pastor or a youth minister. And I kind of, the more you I like You better
1: care for how you say that. Now, when you say never, God will get you. <laughs> right?
0: I, well, that's the thing is, and so that I disregarded it. I said, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but spiritual leader, blah, 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 blah. Well, I realized Dennis Seeley is a spiritual leader. Phil McLaughlin is a spiritual Of course, now he's, he's teaching and such, but um, these, these men, I accentuate men, David Baker that were involved in my church when I was a kid were spiritual leaders, right? Right. There's no, so, so I immediately assumed I had, I had to be a preacher or had to be a youth minister to be a spiritual leader. And the spiritual leader is the man of his household, the guy who leads by his actions uh, to to be a spiritual leader. And I, I found that pretty powerful. So,
1: um, well, it's just like we've had Dean out at our house houses for close to twenty years. Wow, I didn't know it was twenty years. Wow. Yeah, and so I don't know if you've ever been at our house, one of our houses for so D-N-L. twenty years
0: ago. I was eighteen, and no, so that's an easy no. I mean, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I I can care less about church. A mistake okay. on my part, but you know, it was just a time I wasn't ready. But you know, before that, You're,
1: I think your brother was at our house. Yeah, so. I'm sure. Yeah. And so we but we've had kids in our house for D now and, and different ones and stuff and now they like to come especially the seniors like to come and use our pool and yeah. and, and and stuff. So they typically give it, give us the seniors we've had as many as, you know, 21 kids in our house no for D now. And and stuff. So what about so so that's part of my question is um
0: Calvary Well, I'm a new member of obviously I grew, I grew up at First Baptist with you guys. Um but Calvary voted sunday eighty three percent vote, yes, to sell the property and build out south and so it had been speculation before, and I knew, I know as my position, I know more about the situation, uh, but now it's public information it's it's voted on and done, yeah um and so uh I was curious some of your thoughts on that transition from old downtown Grand Prairie to what uh, you're not South South Grand Prairie, but you're South compared to back in the day and South compared to um, where you were, um, about that church moving. And, and I mean, what's well, been only a couple of
1: years, right? Three or four years. Well, now that first Baptist has already done it. And I think y'all will reap some of the benefits that y'all that, we've done it when we're growing and you'll, and then y'all have seen, you know, growing seen pains. that. Yeah. The no, growing. it's not really pains, it's well, I'm fantastic. Saying,
0: right. We'll, we'll see. That it's worked. what it, Yeah. What, and we can learn from your actions as well.
1: Right. But you'll, you'll see that, man, that has really been a good. Good because We, we have, since we've moved, we've had average until, until COVID hit. We have had, we had, I think it was like, it was a crazy number of like three to four a week join. No way. Yes, And now then this year, um, even now that COVID is, is here, uh, we still have, uh, I mean, I mean, it's the numbers are still like three or four a week. Yeah. Wow. That have come up and, uh, You'll have two um services, two services right? yes, and, and now I, they're and online we now we still about. have people attending, but we still have a really good number online and we still have uh people are giving online and so our our numbers are are still good where they need to be yeah yeah uh and so our next phase is going to be to build a um family life center ho, 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 ho. uh And so we're waiting for. I mean, we're not going to do it without the money. Yeah, yeah. But we still want. You know, we're waiting for. You know, we've got. We still need a couple more to get to do it right. Man, I'll tell you,
0: First Baptist or Family Life Center at First Baptist—that was my life. I grew up that directly behind there, and so Clay was a good kid. I wasn't, and without that Family Life Center it
1: could have been a lot worse. You know what I mean? And right.
0: and, and I, I just found that so
1: valuable. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, as a father of four, young ones growing up, yeah. that was our Friday night thing, yeah. is to go up there. You know, I remember what they used to have roller skating and all kinds yeah. of craziness. Oh, yeah. and so it was, a, it was a hoot for us to go up there and, and spend and have a place to go do all that. Uh, you know, that didn't last forever, but it was, it. you know. I have a goal of being a family life
0: minister. I, if that makes any sense, I don't know even how to do that or what that entails, but that is something that would like enthrall me to the end. Cause I just have the memories of, of Larry liner and David Schlichter. And um, what was the other Paul Stutz, yeah. you know, those guys running that family life center. And that's all I wanted to do be a part of that. Um, so I, I hope that that happens for you guys. And I've, and we have a, a gym up there now. um, But we're not, I don't think they're going to have a gym immediately uh, when we move over there. Of course, we're still a year or so out, um, but that should be interesting if that's motivation enough, uh, what it takes to build a gym, right? Money. Yeah. (laughs) And part of, and part of the reason they're moving is because we have so much facility and so little people. And so why build a gym immediately when you're just, you've got to build those numbers up. But yeah, that's a, um, so for you for you sounds like there's no second guessing that move at all um, and that's not what I'm well, looking for No the thing the but, thing is
1: the, it's difficult when you've got for us back then cuz we had a lot of you know a lot of the big money people at the time at First Baptist were all all in that part of the neighborhood and everything it was a real, it was a, it was a real struggle but once they actually started tearing that building down and just seeing how bad a shape it was underneath the structure-wise, yeah. was like, yeah. man, this is scary. You know that we didn't get out of here sooner than what we did, right? And how nice this new facility is. A lot of those people were like, oh man, let's get back in here and, and stuff. And it, but it's that's good to hear. We actually. were we were really and a lot of people came back that were fighting it at first, but it's such a great great new facility. And uh it, I
0: I imagine that makes all the difference in the world. I, I think I'm uh and I, I'm hundred percent for our move and I voted for the move, but I'm also this is downtown Grand Prairie. This is the center. What's the difference between preaching? Well there when, when you say center
1: I no remember no longer center. Center uh, Grand yeah. Prairie is you know, we're not even in the center of Grand Prairie anymore. Nope. We're we're actually north of center of Grand Prairie. Wow. You know, Because yeah. the center of Grand Prairie is you're exactly you right. You know, is is a lot further. It's like twenty-six miles long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a lot further south than people realize. Yeah. You know. Well
0: um you know, Potite was my guy growing up. And then the yep. scar came, and now Poteet suit.
1: loves us, and Poteet yeah. is with us, and says, "Oh, is he? Oh, he, oh, yeah, he. Didn't he preaches he was... there all, all the time. Does he really." And he said, "You know, he backs the he backs the move, and said this yeah. is what should have been done." And and uh, he's a wonderful man, and and so his wife, and he comes up there, he preaches every now and then. You had um first Baptist,
0: first Methodist, and Calvary, and I'm just gonna this is just comments. I, I don't know the ac- accuracy of it, but you had three major churches right next to each other. Right. First Baptist is gone. Calvary leaves. I wonder if the Methodist is, has an opportunity to flourish or they're going to leave as well. And by the way, there's three or four, maybe even five other very small churches on church street. Right. That's like why still I was church. Street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so there's still small churches here, but the, those are the three big ones. I, I and we're a year out, and then it'll be a couple of years after that before you see what the effects are. Um, and and um, I always have this thought of why do you have to go somewhere to preach? Why well, can't you Now, preach? what is that
1: gateway, or what is it down in there?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, they've grown a lot. They have. You know? um, and I know a lot of folks who were, I want to say, politically involved in the church because that's, I don't know if we talked about it when we started off, but you know, the politics of church can can be pretty tough. Um, but I know guys that were involved politically in churches that are no longer involved in politically in churches, but go to there because they can just go, get filled up with the word, and and get out of there. I'll argue you need to serve as well, and maybe they do. I, I'm not. That's not what I'm getting into, but um, seems to be a hit. And I didn't think it'd be right there in our backyard. Do they have a preacher, or do they video it in? I think somebody told me they video. In a preacher, you you have any idea?
1: I've heard of a lot of it gets videoed in. Could you do that? So, could you do that? That's not my kind of cup of tea. Yeah, and I like to be involved. Yeah, you know, like I said, I, we do D now, and mm-hmm. and we do a lot of stuff, and we we're there for the choir. Choir comes over to our house and uses our house. Oh, good. Mean, we have we have the youth team that they use our house for a lot of different stuff because it's not really our house yeah you know it's god's house and we got our house on a short sale and so all the time those different departments that comes over and uses our house okay and uses our pool very cool and you know our our choir comes over and uses our house and so you know we love our church we love serving the lord and we could not have you know, that house is bigger than what we need and God provided it. And so it's like I said, it's his. And so we pretty much, if you want to say, Lord, this is your house. And when we say that, we mean it. And so we use it however it needs to be used. And so we've hosted several church events there for not just our Sunday school department, but for the youth. All throughout. And all throughout. And so uh, when um, Mike Inman is the youth director up there, says, yeah, hey, can we, can we bring the kids over and use your pool? Sure, bring them on over. You know, and so they've come over there and used it at different times and stuff. Even though we don't have any kids involved in it anymore, yeah. they come over and use it because we've got a big backyard and, and a pool and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you know, we're still involved in that direction uh, of, of, of doing it. And we don't mind because, you know, we're here to serve them. And it's, it's the way that we can still do it and be a part of it uh, without kids because we love kids. Uh, church is um,
0: something that's been a part of my life uh, as long as I can remember. And I, 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 I'm going to – the main reason is because it was across the street from my house. It's a big part of who I am. And you were drugged there by your parents. <laughs> well, you, you say that, but my parents weren't that involved. I mean, they really weren't. Uh, they they were Christians, but it literally was across the street. Um, so, um, so I'm saying this just one say, um, just go to church. But thing is, if you enjoy going to church, you're going to enjoy serving even more. And, and there, there's a difference, you know, so showing up on Sunday. Getting your word and leaving is one thing, and I, I I want everybody to do that. It is healthy way to live but your life. But you will life. get the
1: blessings as you get.
0: But when you, once once that once you decide to serve your fellow man, even if the fellow man is your fellow Christians around you, or going outside of your church and serving, it changes the ball game completely. Yeah. I I I can't imagine not serving right now. You know what I mean. The, the, and people say, oh, I've heard, oh, you're such a good guy. Cole, oh, you do this, you do that. That's cool. I mean, that's not, it's almost weird hearing that. And, and it's flattering. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. it, that fills me up. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing it for me, right? You know, right. And, and
1: and of course, you're able to help others and so forth. Well, so, you learn the blessings you get for it. You learn those too. It's almost like a, um, it's like when you work out, and and you get the uh, endorphins. endorphins out of it. Yeah, buddy, I, I It feels it, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does no, same do thing. Mean? It's the same thing when you when you're serving the Lord, you're going to get blessings out of it. And yeah. it's the same thing. It's 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 a different kind of endorphin. It's your blessings you get from it. Yeah, you know God's going to bless you in ways you don't think about, and He says He's going to do that. And so if you just go do it, you're going to get blessed. There's no doubt. And you don't worry about it, you're going to get blessed. So you don't. You don't think about it. You just say, "Okay, Lord, what do you need me for? Go do it," and you're going to get blessed. And so you don't know what kind of doorpins is going to be. No, so no. <laughs> you just go do it. Yeah, uh,
0: David, man, you, yeah, I appreciate you sharing everything with me. Um, for you know, from raising your kids to having an accident, to fighting back, to the church aspect and being a good Christian spiritual leader. I mean, uh, that's kind of. Uh, Paramount above all this. I mean, that you were doing that before and after, and it's like, why God do this to me? And here you are telling the story. I think it's a great story, man. I hope people listen to it, Um, and I I really appreciate you coming on and doing this. Not a problem. I've seen you grow and still growing. (laughs) Yeah, still working on it. Hey, and uh, Dave's, I I wrote down pens, David's pen and wood. Go check it out. He's not making any money off of it. He just enjoys doing it. That's why it's a beautiful piece. So
1: yeah. um, and they're you know they they start at $25 and go up to 100 bucks or whatever depending on what kind of pin you want. But they are, there's also some cross stitch stuff and there's things uh you know where you take the the way you call them, where you take the thread yeah. stitch out and what about just shavers, some, shavers and things like that. Simple
0: woodwork, ball pins. I I get it. That'll be yeah. fun, man. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Dave. Okay. All right, man. It was fine, man. Yes, sir.